Hey everybody, this is Rafe Telsch, and this is Have Not Seen This Beyond the Screen. Happy Monday to everybody out there. Hope you had an excellent weekend. Uh, got to go on some adventures on your bikes because we are talking about kids on bikes type stuff this week uh, because of the Friday inquiry. The question I posted last week related to the Goonies or inspired by the Goonies was... Wait, wait a minute. What? What is that? I, I didn't even realize I had a phone here. Uh, h- hello? Hey, Rafe. How's it going? Drew? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Listen. ladies and gentlemen, it's Drew Meyer, previous guest of Have Not Seen This. Yeah, yeah, we should record soon. Hey, listen, my ears were burning. Were you talking about kids on bikes? I was, I was. As you know, I post a, a Friday inquiry related to the movie. Last week we watched The Goonies, and and my Friday inquiry was about kids on bikes movies because The Goonies helped kind of inspire this subgenre, which I'm sure you're familiar with, about oh, kids on bikes yeah. movies. Oh, love kids on bikes. I mean, I mean, I'm an 80s kid. I mean, okay. that was basically most of my childhood was kids on bikes movies. Well, great. Well, why don't I go through uh, the movies that were listed? Why don't we do like kind of like the lightning round uh, that we do at the end of a regular episode? I'll tell you the answers that I got, and you can kind of just chime in whether you think these are good movies or not. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. That sounds great. All right. So the question was, uh, the way I wrote it, I'm going to go with the way I wrote it because I then got corrected, and I think that's an interesting part of the conversation. I said, the Goonies kicked off a subgenre known as Kids on Bikes. What are some of your favorite Kids on Bikes movies? And over on Facebook, Lloyd Grossman responded with, I would argue E.T. started the trend Goonies revived it, just my opinion. And he was absolutely right. I should have said that it helped inspire. It was part of that movement. Um, What are your feelings on E.T., Drew? Uh, I hate it. Uh, with a red hot fiery passion, uh, it it did uh, immeasurable damage to me as a child. Uh, I still have <laughs> nightmares about ET, uh, e- which is surprising considering that it is the only movie that I can think of then uh, from my childhood that actually showed children playing Dungeons and Dragons. Should have been up there at the top, but nope. Uh, ET the the scene where Elliot runs into ET in the cornfield and ET just starts screaming. I still still have nightmares about it. Yeah, I've mentioned on the podcast before uh, the the first scene where the aliens land and they're running around in the dark and the government's there and running around in the dark and you can't really see what's going on. That gave me nightmares. So I I can kind of understand, but I love the movie personally. Uh, well, I haven't seen it since 1982, so uh, you know maybe one day something <laughs> will come up and we'll we can watch it again and maybe talk about it and we'll see what happens. Maybe something, yeah, foreshadowing. Uh, Brian Ward said it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming they are. They could be talking about either it part one, the most recent film or the TV movie. Right. So both of those, at least the first half of that, definitely kids on bikes. Yeah. Uh, Drew Meyer said, does Pee Wee's Big Adventure count? Drew, does Pee Wee's Big Adventure count? No, clearly Drew Meyer <laughs> is some kind of smart ass. Um, because I, I, uh, I don't remember if there are multiple kids in that movie with bikes or if it's just one big kid with bikes. So I, I think. I think maybe that one qualifies as a kid in a kid on bike movie. Well, and he's and he's uh, going all over the country in pursuit of that bike. So I definitely don't think it counts for for what we're talking about. Yeah. Over on Twitter, Chris Talent, that's at talent underscore Chris said, first thing that comes to mind is the Sandlot. Does that count? Oh, yeah. Sandlot's perfect. Definitely. I mean, the kids on bike genre, if you consider kind of Goonies and E.T., where it seems like a big, big adventure. I like Sandlot because it's sort of like a more contained small adventure, but really all about neighborhoods, kids, mean dogs. That's a mean dog. You kind of almost have one of those in there, right? (laughs) 
I still have not seen The Sandlot. I need to fix that. Oh, you should see The Sandlot. It's good. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, James Rodriguez at Rodders J04 said the masterful directorial debut from Joe Cornish, which starred a young John Boyega, Attack the Block. Yes, a young John Boyega and also a young Jodie Whittaker. Uh, so, ooh. ooh, yes, for your Doctor Who fans, Star Wars fans, also Attack the Block. Yeah, my Blu-ray of Attack the Block should be arriving any day now. I'm very excited to listen to the Joe Cornish uh, commentary because that is a fantastic movie. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Kids on bikes. I I have not seen that one. I'm not familiar oh, with it, so I'll have Boy, to check that out. If we ever get a chance to talk about kids on bikes movies, man, <laughs> that would be definitely one to talk about. All right, foreshadowing. <laughs> Over on Reddit, on the movies subreddit, I got some answers there as well. Parchi Pistas said BMX Bandits. Yeah, sure. We got um, Nicole Kidman, uh, one of her first roles with wow. that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Dr. Spaceman575 said Teen Witch, or he posted a clip from Teen Witch. I don't know this movie at all. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, It's one that I'm somewhat familiar with just as part of the kind of youth horror genre uh, or youth magical genre, but uh, I have not seen it either. So maybe maybe it's worth a look. Okay. Uh, Dustin KDKL said Stand By Me, The Sandlot, and Super 8. Yeah. Oh, well, Super 8. I mean, Super 8 was one of those films that went, okay, there's this genre called Kids on Bikes. We're going to make a Kids on Bikes movie. Uh, They think JJ specifically pointed that. As far as uh, Stand By Me, I I would definitely agree, but I think it has some really interesting bits in it that uh, work around the kids on bikes genre since they spend not a lot of time on bikes. I seem to recall and mostly walking by railroad tracks. Right. But we haven't listed the qualifications for a kids on bikes movie. Maybe one day there's be a project in which you and I will talk about that foreshadowing uh, and we will, but it would be, that's going to be a really interesting conversation. Uh, the D runner two said ET moonlight bike ride to which someone else responded end of thread. <laughs> so, uh, we've already talked about ET though. Okay, Nichols ZCZ said "Breaking Away" from 1979, winner of a Best Screenplay Oscar. And I don't know this movie. No, I don't know it either. I don't okay. think I know it. But uh, if this is a Kids on Bikes movie, then hey, predates ET by three years. So you know that's certainly worth it. And I'm imagining that there's quite a few movies that take place in small towns that have kids on bikes that go on adventures that that predate ET and even Breaking Away. So. Maybe we need to dig deeper. Sure. Uh, Breaking Away is the next one mentioned by Squeeps, which you just mentioned. Uh, Ancient Pumpkin 2117 said Turbo Kid. Turbo Kid, yeah. Oh, Turbo Kid's fantastic. I think that's a Netflix original. It's definitely one of the streaming services. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Smoggington said The Gate. He said not as much bike riding, but definitely fits the genre. Oh, wow. Hmm. Well... Uh, it would take me take some convincing for me to go with kids on bike genre versus uh, kid friendly horror with that one, um, but um, yeah, that's interesting. I haven't watched The Gate in forever. It's so good. <laughs> uh, you know, Lee said Rad. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, Rad is okay. fantastic. I I don't know dare I say either. it even Rad. <laughs> and someone else responded that the soundtrack is so bizarrely good with a link to the uh, the soundtrack on YouTube. So. Yeah, I'll have to take a look at that one. It's been a very long time since I've watched Rad. Dare I say it, probably since it came out. <laughs> Spring Hill Fair said Wajida. That is by the director of The Host. And that's the Kids and Magical Creature 
one and Ooh. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. It's definitely on a list of ones to watch it sometime in the near future. And if I'm incorrect with that, I apologize. And, you know, <laughs> let me take know. away my <laughs> take away my street cred. It's it's yours. I'm holding it in my hands. The, the next two you're going to be particularly excited about. Uh, Do past six said frog dreaming slash the quest. Yeah. Yeah. Slash go kids. Wait, and he, I'm sure this was called the go kids in the UK. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Oh, Cody Walpole, played by Henry Thomas, E.T.'s Henry Thomas. Yeah, that was a, a favorite of mine. And uh, who knows, Rafe, one day, if it ever occurs to us to put together a project <laughs> in which we talk about kids on bikes films, uh, certainly, certainly I would like to have a conversation about the amazing Cody Walpole and Frog Dreaming. Yeah, the, the joke here is that oh, Drew convinced me to... <laughs> The joke here is that Drew convinced me to watch this one a couple of weeks ago. I had never heard of it before, even though I was a huge Henry Thomas fan. Like, I loved E.T., Cloak and Dagger. Uh, had never heard of this movie before, and Drew convinced me to watch it. So, uh, And then One-Armed Party said, not a movie, but I'm eagerly waiting for Amazon's adaptation of Paper Girls. Stranger yeah. Things wishes it was half as good as that. Yeah, you aren't allowed to watch uh, Paper Girls for a little while. Um <laughs> Oh, sorry, or read, or wa- if you're watching it online, reading it online, you're not allowed to watch it. Yeah, right. um, Paper Girls is Brian K. Vaughn, who, for my money, is possibly one of the best comic writers working today, and it is phenomenal. Um, I, you know, those at home can't see what I'm I'm showing Rafe now, but here is one volume of Paper Girls sitting here by my bedside. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's pretty brilliant. Uh, and then uh, Mr. Tough Guy said, "How about Kiki's delivery service?" How about it? Well, I, that feels like it's more kids on brooms, but um, which is a thing, which is a thing. Is it its own <laughs> genre? Well, I don't know. Maybe we include Teen Witch into that. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if again, if we ever did a project together, where we were talking about what makes a kids on bikes movie, a kids on bikes movie. Um, that would be uh, certainly an interesting conversation to have about it. Foreshadowing. All right. Last one. My all time hate said Monster Squad, and I like it better than Goonies. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, I'm not going to argue. Uh, I think Monster Quad is absolutely a kids on bikes film. And uh, my Blu-ray copy of it should be arriving in a couple of days. Uh, <laughs> so I'll have to give it a, a, a shot. But um, both Goonies and Monster Squad both were huge influences on, on me as a kid. So, I mean, yeah. I had never seen Monster Squad until October of last year. Uh, I had a guest pick it as a movie. We never got the episode recorded, but I had never watched it until that point. I enjoyed it. It was was a lot of fun. Yeah. So the backstory here for those who are unaware, which is pretty much everybody, is that uh, I mentioned a while ago that I've been playing some tabletop role-playing games, Dungeons and & Dragons, and that kind of stuff, uh, and drew game masters for one of the groups that I'm a part of. We started with Dungeons and & Dragons, and then... As a side project, what because everybody couldn't make it every week, we decided to do a kids on bikes game, which takes these genre ideas and puts it into a a role playing game. Love a role playing game, me absolutely do. Yeah, and uh, it has become one of my all time favorite role playing experiences. It's one of the things that I look forward to most in my my sad life uh, is playing, <laughs> watching you guys play twelve year olds uh, on on adventures. <laughs> Uh, it is brilliant, and you are brilliant in it. So, yeah, well, thank I'm, you. I'm a big fan. So, Drew and I, a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of months ago, I guess now, started throwing together the idea of talking about kids on bikes movies. And so, the reason Drew is here today 
is we're announcing our new podcast coming soon, hopefully next month. Uh, we have a new podcast that will be a, an interesting hybrid of podcasts where we will pick, we're, we're going to start with the kids on bikes genre. That'll be our first season, quote unquote, however long that lasts. Uh, we have a list of about 40 some movies that we could use. Uh, I'm sure we won't hit all of them. Many of these uh, appear on that, but that's like Kiki's delivery service. Wouldn't have thought of that one. Yeah. Um, and over the course of the episode, we will talk about the media, which will start with movies. Eventually, we'll possibly move to graphic novels like, uh, what was it, Paper Paper Girls? Paper Girls. Yeah. Um, but then we will also talk about how we would use that media to draw ideas for uh, role-playing games. Because while I'm a big movie guy, Drew is a huge role-playing guy. Uh, he has done game design, that kind of stuff. So the idea is we'll talk about the movie, and then we'll talk about ideas that we could take from it, whether it's plot, whether it's characters, whether it's setting. Uh, do I have that right, Drew? Yeah, that's that's the plan, at least, anyway. Yeah, I think the idea <laughs> is that um, you know movies inspire us as artists and and storytellers and role-playing games is nothing if not storytelling. And so really the idea is to take that movie, talk about it, get some better understanding of the kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly of it. I think we're going to have some bits that we're going to do, but then also we are going to say what inspires us about this film to enhance our role-playing experiences. And so the second half of the podcast will be just that. So, you know, for instance, if we ever talk about Goonies. God, I don't know why. No one even thinks about that movie anymore. <laughs> I think there's a lot to mine there. Uh, and so what we'll do is sort of what what can we take from that uh, to better enhance our role-playing experience? So you have a two great tastes to taste great together. You've got your, uh, your movies, your media, and your role-playing games. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this project. Drew and I have been, as I said, brainstorming it for, for probably two months now. Uh, we asked our gaming group who met today of all days uh, whether we had told them about it. And they were like, you guys came up with the idea in front of us. <laughs> but we have been uh, bouncing ideas back and forth, coming up with the format of the show. Um, and we're, we're I think we're close to the point that we're going to start recording. Uh, we are also planning on having some guests. We're not going to talk about who those may be. But uh, if, if some of these come to fruition, I will be amazed. Uh, working with Drew, it, it reminds me of the old quote from uh, The Sting about, you know, boy, have I got vision and the rest of the world is wearing spectacles. Drew has <laughs> visions, and I feel like I'm standing here wearing spectacles. So it's very exciting working with him. And I can't wait for us to sit down and record and for you guys out there to hear this. So if you like movies, it'll definitely be a podcast worth checking out. If you like role-playing games, it'll especially be a podcast checking uh, worth checking out. And we are calling it Inspired by Goonies. So again, relevant to what we've been talking about on the podcast over the past week, we're calling it Never Say Die. And that die having the double meaning of being the Goonies quote, but also because you use dice in role-playing games. And Drew came up with that brilliant double meaning. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it was like, hey, what kind of quotes could we get from movies? Goonies has a good one, right? Uh, <laughs> can we just steal more things from Goonies? Yeah. All right. So that will be coming soon. As I said, I th I'm hoping we'll have our first uh, episode out in August. It will be monthly. It won't be as often as this one, but I will definitely put an announcement out on this podcast and on all of our social media when that comes out. So Drew, thank you so much for jumping in today and talking about kids on bikes movies. And man, I look forward to uh, talking more in depth and more role play side of things real soon. Oh, you and me both, bud. <laughs> 
All right, before we are done for the day, I need to talk, of course, about this week's episode. I'm really excited about this one as well. We have returning guest Thomas Mariani, one of the earliest guests on the podcast uh, and repeat guest before. This will be his third or fourth time on the podcast if you count him sitting in on our Oscar special, uh, of course, from the podcast Double Edge, Double Bill. And for a guy who picked Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, the first time he was on, and The Muppets Take Manhattan the second time he was on, it's no surprise that he picked yet another film as diverse as those. So we are looking at 1982's The King of Comedy, the first Martin Scorsese picture, and I think the third Robert De Niro picture that we are going to talk about on this podcast. So it is a great conversation. It's a great movie. And I almost regret that we recorded the podcast the way we did, because as usual, I review the film usually the night before we record Um, And in this case, this was a film I had not seen, and I kind of wish I'd had a little more time to digest it before sitting down to talk with him, because in the weeks that have passed since we sat down and recorded, so much of the movie is is sticking out to me, Uh, you know, the imagery and the sounds and the dialogue, and it just, it's... It's an amazing movie, and as someone who is a huge Martin Scorsese fan, I have to say it's kind of unique. So if you like Scorsese films uh, and you haven't seen it, you definitely need to check it out. It is an undersung film from his library. If you don't like Scorsese, it still might be worth checking out because it is so different from everything else he's done. But that's what we're talking about this week. So you have a couple of days to catch up on the movie if you haven't already seen it and then enjoy Thomas and I's conversation uh, later in the week. So that'll do it for this week's Beyond the Screen. Uh, Don't forget to download Thursday's episode as Thomas and I talk about the King of Comedy, and we'll see you then. And as always, be kind to each other.